What's up, folks? It is Matt Trigger. I'm the host of Bearded All Bearded Wholesome All Things Baltimore. This is episode 15 of season three, and with me today is a college business major, a athlete in the college ranks, and a content creator in the making. TJ McKinley, how you doing, brother? Hi, how everybody? How y'all doing today? It's good to have you on the show, TJ. I know we interact a lot on Twitter, man. So, uh, kind of give my 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 listeners a little bit of a background of who you are. Oh, okay. Um, my name is um, TJ McKinley. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. TJ Savage. I have a I have a podcast group with a bunch of content creators who are coming up in life, which is the whole goal. Watch how I created it. One of them being Matt. I'm at Matt through Twitter. I'm um, currently in college, a business major, um, minor in economics. I don't know what my major gonna be yet. I have to change it because of situations. But yeah, I'm ready to get started. Let's talk NFL. All right, man. We got a lot of news, you know, uh, going on right now. Before we get started on, you know, some some divisional football uh, talk, Deshaun Watson, man, um, he's he's looking at a year long suspension from what the reports have been talking about, if not longer. Um, what do you What are your thoughts on the whole Deshaun Watson debacle going on over in Cleveland right now? Well, I see he settled with 20 out of 24 women. I don't know if that make him look guilty or not. I don't know. Maybe they just trying to hurry up and get him because the league starting what? Preseason is what? Two months? Mid-August? So, y'all think they just trying to hurry up and um, get him eligible to play? I don't know if he, I don't know if he did or not. I'm not going to say he did for those who are listening. I'm just going to say I hope he played for the Browns, but I also don't look at everything being sports. It's real-life situations that's happening. So my answer is I don't know. We just gonna see. What you think, Matt? Um, you know, I taking my bias against the Cleveland Browns out of it being a Ravens fan. Um, innocent people don't necessarily pay off their accusers, and to have the you know the settlements undisclosed and all that that looks a little bit bad. Um, I still think that even if things don't go the criminal route in court. I do believe that Goodell is going to suspend him for a lengthy amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see it being at least a season, if not one of those um, temporary permanent bans that can be renegotiated in a year, a year and a half down the, down the line. Um, Cleveland kind of dropped the ball by just knowing about everything that was going on and not necessarily uh, – you know, a terrible thing that happened, you know, with, with, you know, him settling out of court. Uh, it's just where there's smoke, there's fire. And I believe that Goodell is going to kind of drop the hammer on him. Yeah. He might get him. He might get him half a season a season just to set an example for everybody else. So they don't think, Oh, if you do this, if, if he did it, allegedly, you know, if you do this, Oh, uh, you get free. So I, I he gonna have to use him as an example. Everybody else, he's gonna he is gonna use him as an example. It, it's because this is you know unprecedented in sort of the number of people that have come forward uh, claiming you know sexual impropriety on his part. Um, it seems like you know to kind of play devil's advocate. It seems like it might be overkill in the amount of women that have come forward, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's shown that he does have a problem. And two teams have now known about it, and one team decided to give him two hundred and forty million dollars guaranteed. Um, 
So it, there's a lot of ramifications on and off the field. And Cleveland Browns kind of um, reset the market in terms of how agents are going to approach teams about getting their quarterbacks paid. So that's mm-hmm. gonna have a that's gonna have a long lasting effect. I'm a Brown fan for everybody who's listening. <laughs> Understood. I did not know that. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, bash the guy because, it, considering in a court of law, he was found uh, not criminally, you know, culpable in these matters. It's more civil suits at this point, mm-hmm. and I mean. You guys, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just you got to eat the shit storm before, you know, you can kind of see how you're going to get through it. Now, while we're on the subject of the Cleveland Browns, um, where does this leave Baker Mayfield? He got to go. Period. Trey Hill. He, he, when he get drafted? 2016? I think I he don't have. At- uh, 2018. 2018 first pick, first round, of course, first pick. He not had his chance. You had a stacked team. You ran Odell out of Cleveland. I'm not going to – I can't say I want to, but you basically got Odell kicked out of Cleveland on some ego. Like, you, it's like you had your chance. You can't throw. We don't see plenty of um, um, highlights of him throwing. I'm not bashing. I don't, I don't bash players. It's just like – it's like Baker just got that – Guy, that guy head, like he just act like oh, I'm right. I'm Cleveland. Everybody else, so yes, he gotta go. What you, what you think? You being uh, a Ravens fan, what you think? Here's the thing, though. Um, obviously, you can't go back to Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is completely 100 percent obvious. You can't go back to Baker. I, I I wholeheartedly believe wholeheartedly believe that you guys are gonna probably have to rock with Jacoby Brissett until. You figure out this Deshaun Watson situation. Um, yeah. I think Baker's best bet is to uh, hopefully pray that the Carolina Panthers do <laughs> eat eat some of his contract and he goes down there. Maybe you guys can get Sam Darnold in return to kind of offset the quarterback situation. But Baker needs to go somewhere for a year, play his ass off, and then get paid next offseason because somebody's going to pay him money. Um, Seattle. Um, you know, Pittsburgh potentially pay him. Indianapolis could pay him if Matt Ryan's only a one-year situation. Miami could be in play. Tampa Bay could be in play if Tom Brady only plays this year. So it's a it's he's going to have options on where he can go. It's just that what are you going to do when you know you're not going to pay him eighteen million dollars to sit at home? So you got you got to trade him. Did you see what the um, Panthers receiver said about Baker? They said they pick him up. They want trades. They know. The, they like not him but the thing is, that's not I mean, that's not going to happen. We all we obviously know. They're, I think they're just holding out, you know, time until they think Matt Corral is ready. Because uh, I they they're they're going to obviously go with him as their quarterback of the future. Yeah. So uh, kind of switching gears off of the Cleveland ordeal today, Rob Gronkowski uh, announced his retirement for the second time in Mm -hmm. three years. Um, Where do you think Gronkowski falls is uh, in the pecking order for top tight ends in the, to ever play in the league? He going to be top three, top three or five. I'm a, I'm a max go be five, but man, no, 
Manimal gonna be three. Max gonna be five. He gonna at least gonna be top three. Who who, who above him? Like um, John Mackey or somebody? John Mackey, <laughs> Tony, Ozzie Newsom, Tony uh, Gonzalez. Yeah, Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp, Antonio yeah. Gates. A lot of people, a lot of people forgive Antonio Gates. It's just them Chargers teams was. Uh, they were they were they were they were they weren't that good towards the end of his career, but for a while Antonio Gates was playing with Philip Rivers and Ladanian Tomlinson. So they were some good football teams. They just weren't Super Bowl winners. You know, that was just the, the era of Brady and Manning and uh Roethlisberger. But yeah, I I I think he's gonna be a top five tight end when it's all said and done. He's mm-hmm. he's got the he's got four Super Bowl rings, two different teams. Um uh, he's He's just he was a machine. He has I think the third most touchdown receptions for a tight end ever in the history of the league. So I think that he's definitely gonna be canton bound. But I I don't truly believe this is gonna be a long retirement. I think he just doesn't want to do training camp. And I don't think he wants to really worry about the hotter months of the year. If 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 the if the Bucks are struggling around October or November, I think that Brady makes that call and Gronkowski you know, comes back because nothing's official until they file that paperwork that they're retired and they can start benefiting from the pension system. So mm. I believe, I believe that Gronkowski is just doing this so he doesn't have to do two a days in that Florida heat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's just where I'm at with that. What do you think? Yeah, I think if Gronk retired, y'all know Brady retiring. Like they like one in the same. Like we all know. Most of most of the stats Brady got half of that or seventy five percent of that come from Gronk. So well, <laughs> their their uh, success is kind of linear, considering that four out of seven Super Bowls that Brady has have come with Gronk. So mm-hmm. as as his main, you know, pretty much his main passing target. So um, kind of moving on from the Tom Brady uh, Gronk talk. The AFC West has been very active this this offseason, and they look like they're a loaded division. Now, uh, on paper, it looks like the Kansas City Chiefs have regressed in terms of player talent. Uh, they lost Tyreek Hill in a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, they, re- they signed uh, Valdez Scantling. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, they drafted Sky Moore in the second round of the draft this year. And they have Justin Ross, who was an incredible undrafted free agent. He probably should have been drafted somewhere in the, the third or fourth round. Um, that's pretty much what they've been up to this year. They they haven't they didn't really restock their defense. They they let uh, Tyron Matthew go. Honey Badger's now a New Orleans Saint. Mm-hmm. Um, the Denver Broncos traded away their their immediate future for the next couple of years for uh, Russell Wilson. And they traded away Noah Fant in the in the process. Um, the Oakland Raiders traded for Devontae Adams, and they gave Hunter Renfro an extension. They signed Chandler Jones. They traded Yannick Ngakwe, um, and then the Chargers went and got Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. And mm-hmm. it's just like it was. It seemed like every day during the start of free agency. In, in mid-March, it was a team in the AFC West just trying to one-up each other. Uh, who do you who do you see not making the playoffs in the AFC West? 
No, first of all, Denver is not making the playoffs. I need all Denver fans to quit gassing up Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson. Okay, Russell Wilson, good. The team is not there. So I need Broncos fans to come down a few notches. Um, What's the other team? Kansas City. Kansas City, I need y'all to upgrade y'all defense. Like, y'all have this thing where they always focus on we need offense. We need offense. That's why y'all be – yeah, okay, y'all y'all went to, like, two Super Bowls. <laughs> y'all focus on defense. I mean – I, I get it to a degree, uh, TJ. I do. I, I get it, man. But at the end of the day, they're still the Kansas City Chiefs. And as long as they got number 15 back there throwing the football, they're still going to be dangerous. And Travis Kelsey's still, you know, a really good getting tight old, end. Getting old. He's getting old, but he's he's still he's still producing. And, and yeah. you know, I, I just – I think that the Denver Broncos – they're going to be disappointed if they give Russell Wilson a huge extension. I mean, I know they signed Randy Gregory from the Dallas Cowboys to help their defense, mm-hmm. but the Chargers, the Chargers are the most confusing team to me because I saw the Chargers last year. They now, other than adding Khalil Mack and Justin, uh, JC Jackson, they're, they're relatively the same. Uh, one week they would look like they're an all world football team. And then, they would have games like when they came to Baltimore and we put up 35 on them and they didn't even score a touchdown. So, you know, Justin Herbert has this hype around him that is quite frankly a little overhyped. I don't be saying it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. People say that he's a top five quarterback in the league, but he's not even the second or third best quarterback in his division. Who be saying that? I mean, just seeing it on TV, seeing it on on social media, you know. So it's just kind of one of those things where, um, you know, that uh, Herbert just gets his hype because he had a you know a, a pretty good rookie year. He had a decent year last year. He was very up and down, um, but the, so far they haven't made any noise in the playoffs with Justin Herbert. No, so, they haven't. So to me, until they they make the playoffs and make some noise, he's just going to be all hype. I mean, Joe Burrow, you know, his second full year starting as a quarterback, he went to the Super Bowl. He lost, but at the same time, they're from the same draft class, and people were wondering who was going to, you know, be the guy. Mm -hmm. And Herbert, you know, hasn't really shown that he's capable of – getting to the playoffs on a consistent basis so far. And uh, I'm, I'm curious about Las Vegas because this is the most loaded their offense has ever been. They got Josh Jacobs going into a, a, a contract year. You got Kenyon Drake at running back. You got Darren Waller at tight end. You got Devontae Adams in that offense now with his college quarterback. So that's going to be that's going to be something to watch. Derek, this is the year where Derek Carr needs to – make a deep run because if not, uh, Las Vegas might have to look somewhere else because Derek Carr might be the guy that can get you there but can't get you over the hump. Who's that, who's that, who's that um, head coach? Josh McDaniels from the uh, New England Patriots, the offensive coordinator. So he now back, they're going to – He's back, back in the AFC West. He's back in the AFC West as a head coach again. I know the last time he was a head coach over there, that was – Denver, yeah. Denver no. like in, the, in the 2010s. Uh, yeah, so that's just kind of where I'm at with the, you know, everybody, you know, our my 
the Ravens fan base is always like, oh, man, you know, why don't we have all this money to do all this? Not everybody, you know, is going to mortgage their future for just that, you know, for a, a quick fix. Some uh-huh. teams do want to build build their draft. And, um, yeah, I, that's going to be in a wide open, you know, division. Three teams can make the playoffs from that division or one team can make the playoffs. You know, th- you'll never – You'll never know because there's a lot of good teams in the AFC this year. Tennessee's going to be good again, even though they lost A.J. Brown. And then Indy has Matt Ryan. There's rumors that Julio Jones is going to follow him to Indianapolis. Um, I thought he, I thought they already signed him. It, it hasn't been official yet. I know uh, that he was there. I, I know that he was there visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's always you know Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Cincinnati, the, the AFC North is always a dogfight every single year, no matter how no matter how it shakes out. That's always you know a division that's always decided in week sixteen or seventeen, mm-hmm. and uh, and then in the AFC East you got Miami who is absolutely reloading. They've they've got arguably the fastest wide receiver group in the entire league with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They signed Melvin Gordon. Um, I believe they signed Melvin Gordon, but they they've no they had I'm sorry Chase Edmonds they signed Chase Edmonds from the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals, uh, it's, so it's just going to be the AFC East is going to be a shootout, man. You know, Buffalo is still over there. Uh, the Jets have gotten really good. They had a really good draft this year, uh, three first round picks, and they they've reloaded. They got Mackay Beckton coming back. That left tackle who is an absolute uh, stud. He's coming back from injury. Times so it, change. Yeah. It's crazy. It, Patriots been done with that for like two, two and a half decades. Now Buffalo could be number one. Miami could be number one. They actually got a chance. <laughs> and and the thing is, you can't count the Patriots while Bill Belichick is the coach over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, out of all the teams we've been talking about, man, I know that we haven't really talked about the NFC a whole lot. Um. Who do you think is one of your dark horse teams? Who's a team that you think might make some noise this year that not a lot of people are paying attention to? NFC, NFC. I mean, AFC, NFC, it don't matter. I mean, who, who do you think is going to oh, surprise people this year? I got the Colts. The Colts is one of them teams that you've seen through recent years. They got the big – okay, scratch the names they got. We know they got Stephon Gilmore, Matt Ryan, all them. They have a – Overall veteran, young team. The only problem I see with the Colts is them older guys getting injured because, you know, um, all them years of playing, some of them might be bust now. So the Colts, I think, a sleeper team because everybody's sleeping on the Colts. The Colts' problem is, is Matt Ryan going to have a – do he still have an arm? That's, that's, that's a fair assessment. And I think the only thing that's going to help Matt Ryan is the fact that uh... – He's playing for another dome team, so he's not going to be exposed to the elements. And you know, Indianapolis gets really cold mm-hmm. throughout the course of the year, so I really think that that's going to help him with his arm strength and all of that going into the colder months. It might be a little bit easier for him to uh, really make an impact. And if Julio follows him over there, that's, that's going to be a perfect compliment to uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who's an absolute, you know. Fantastic young wide receiver. Jonathan Taylor's running back. Jonathan Taylor's a really good running back. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see if that was a one year wonder type of situation, mm-hmm. or if he's, he's going to be 
that good again next year because um, the quarterback situation is a little bit different. It's not Carson Wentz leaning on Taylor. So <laughs> Matt Ryan's a lot better than Carson Wentz at this point in both of their careers. Mm. I, I believe that that's going to be um, a more balanced attack, even though you can't ignore feeding Taylor. He's still going to have to, he's still going to produce for you. It's just going to be, like you said, is Matt Ryan going to be able to last a, a whole 17 game season? Who you got? My, my team this year, barring him actually showing up to camp and playing well, the San Francisco 49ers. And I know they're a good team. They made it far last year, but I think that this is the year. I, I think that kid Trey Lance is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that he's going to be good enough to where he's going to propel them into the the NFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl. Uh, they got a fantastic defense. They had a great draft. Um, if Trey Lance doesn't work out, you still got Jimmy Garoppolo there, so you can always fall back to Jimmy G. He's steady. Uh, I don't see them trading Garoppolo. If anything, they might release him. But I just truly believe that San Francisco is a team to watch out for. Um, you know, of course, there's the teams, you know, the Packers, the Rams, the the Buccaneers. Um, I'm actually interested in seeing how the New Orleans Saints are going to do this year in the NFC because, you know, if they can get that quarterback situation figured out, they got a really good offense. And it also depends on if Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended or not for the fight that he had in Vegas with that, uh, knocking that guy out. Yeah. Tell but me about that. Tell me, tell me about that. What, what, it, it was just, it was just one of those situations where he was out with his friends. He was, he was drunk. There was an altercation mm. and he knocked the dude clean out and it was, you know, it was unfortunate, but I, I believe that it wasn't anything, you know, completely malicious. Um, I, I'll, I think he's going to get something. He might get six games because Goodell, he, he, he makes, he makes the final call on all the conduct uh, suspensions in the NFL. I don't think he's going to suspend him for a whole year, but I think he's going to give him eight and then they'll negotiate down to six through arbitration, maybe five games. So Kamara might not be seen until like October, mid October at the latest. And the Saints got salary cap issues. They definitely need to fix. They they fixed most of them for the most part. They restructured a lot of guys. They got rid of some guys. Uh, we signed their the Ravens signed their free safety Marcus Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. They let a couple of other veterans go. They they managed to keep their mainstays. Taron Armstead, their left tackle, they let him walk, and he signed with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, same. And uh, that's going to be a a good offensive line in front of Tua. Hopefully this year Tua either produces or they find somebody else. Uh, I'm I'm actually convinced that he's the lesser of his of of the Tua or the, of the Tagovailoa brothers. His brother plays at Maryland up here, and uh, he's a a really good young quarterback that's gonna be coming out next year with with the rest of the guys. But I like uh. I like New Orleans and I like San Francisco next year, you know, as my as my you kind of surprise teams. Philly, Philly another Philly another one. Philly's gonna be good. They they had a fantastic draft. They 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 addressed a lot of their 
uh, needs. They they traded for AJ Brown from the Tennessee Titans, so mm-hmm. I believe that that's they they fixed a lot of situations and that and that division is for the taking because the Giants aren't good. Uh, Washington can't get it out of their own way, and their only competition in the NFC East right now is Dallas, and Dallas is stuck in mediocrity with that quarterback. I, I think that I think Dak Prescott is forty million dollars of mediocrity. Why you think so? Every every podcast I don't bid no no lie. Every podcast I don't bid on this year. No sir, they don't like that. So I'm gonna ask you like I asked them why what what you see wrong with that? Okay. Here's the situation. Now I know the NFL is a the football's a team game. Okay. Mm-hmm. But look at Dak Prescott is a good fantasy football quarterback. I'll give him that. If you want to, if you want to win your fantasy league, Dak Prescott needs to be one of your quarterbacks that you take. But think about his offense that he's had the last two or three years. It's comparable to Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. He had Amari Cooper in his prime. He had Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, an incredible offensive line. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. He had he had uh I think I believe his name is Schultz, the tight end, Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. The so, Dobie Hans, what's his name? Pollard, Tony. Yeah, Tony, Tony Pollard. Yeah, Pollard. And, Pollard. and then you on, on defense, you know, you had all all rookie sensation, Michael Micah Parsons. You had Vander Esch, you had uh you have Lawrence up front. You know, so you have the pieces. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're not going anywhere. You're hitting the playoffs, and you're getting you're getting the shit kicked out of you, and you're getting eliminated your first game. Mm-hmm. And to me, you gave the man forty million dollars guaranteed per year for, and you have nothing to show for it. Now you ran Amari Cooper out of town. He's now a Cleveland Brown. Mm-hmm. And you got and you got nothing for him. Cleveland gave up nothing for Amari Cooper. I think it was a fourth or a fifth round pick at the most. Yeah, something like that. So you you don't have him anymore. Ceedee Lamb is your now number one receiver. Gallup. I don't, I don't a, think I like that. Gallup tours ACL. Um. So you have all these situations going on. The offensive line is getting old. Yes. <laughs> They're getting, they're, they're all, you know, pushing thirty or over thirty. You don't know what, you know. Uh, Lyle Collins is gone. He's a Cincinnati Bengal. Mm-hmm. So there's all these factors going on, and it's like, while you had that team, Dak didn't produce when it mattered, and everybody can make excuses. Football is nothing but a what if game for things going your way or not going your way. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Just like with you guys, you guys had a, an offense that should have put up 45 points a game for a solid two years, maybe three. You have, I mean, your your offense still has Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt, you got Njoku, you got Amari uh, Cooper now. Uh, a you, decent online. You got a, your offensive line is good. I. I'm an offensive line. I, I played offensive line from the time I was nine until the time I was 21. Mm-hmm. I, pay, I pay attention to the offensive line. You guys got a good offensive line. Batonio is a monster. Um, you guys, 
remain relatively healthy up front, which is hard to do for a whole stretch. You guys had a couple injuries here or there, but you guys are a collectively good offensive line. And you got arguably the second best pass rusher in football. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. I, 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 the only one I put above him is TJ Watt, and, and it pains me to say that. Maybe the, <laughs> maybe the Bosa brothers are up there. Uh, but I see TJ Watt twice a year and Miles Garrett twice a year, and they, and they just they wreak havoc. And mm-hmm. you guys had that window where you had that team assembled to win a championship and didn't get it done, and it had to do with your quarterback. I equate the Dallas Cowboys situation to the 2019-2020 Cleveland Browns situation where you had all the pieces together, you had all the playmakers available, and then the person throwing the ball isn't getting the job done. Mm. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, is it? do you see the similarities, or am I just making something out of nothing? No, you, you're, saying, you're saying some real stuff. I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying. It's just... I personally don't watch the the Cowboys. I'm gonna say Cowboys since we on air. The Cowboys. So I just know every podcast I've been on, not nobody like that. <laughs> they all got some of the stuff you said. I don't heard, and some of that is new. But it was like everybody got the same thing. Dak needs to go. It's it's not even about Dak needing to go. It's just the, it's about the, he has not delivered on that contract that he signed. Mm-hmm. He reset the quarterback market at one point in time. And he's not delivering on that contract. And then on top of that, you're paying over $70 million to Zeke. And what has Zeke done? He's he's fallen off considerably. I know he's been banged up. But at what point are you going to have to cut your losses on a $15, $16 million a year running back? That's unheard of in today's game. Not many of those running backs get paid like that anymore because – a lot of these offenses, you can plug and play and pay three running backs to do what Zeke does by himself. And you arguably have somebody that's almost as good as Zeke playing behind him. Yeah, Tony, Tony is Pollard. Pollard yeah, Tony, yeah. Tony and Pollard yeah. starts on 10 other teams right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 a, it's a crazy concept. Mm. So I know that you uh, – you know, we, we've talked plenty on Twitter, man. And, you know, we were in some of the, the content sharing groups and the, and the podcasting groups. Um, where are you at right now with your process? Kind of getting away from the NFL, man. Where are you at with your process for your content creation? Uh, like, I know that there's roadblocks to being a college student. You're, you're changing your major. You're changing schools. Um, what is it like for you to constantly figure out ways to continue your content creation without, you know, hitting that mental block or, you know, thinking like, Oh shit, maybe this isn't working out. Like what, what's your thought process for the, for the content creation on your end? I'm glad you, you're the five friends that actually just like that. I'm so, I'm so proud of that. <laughs> oh, oh, let's see. My mom has always pushed me to be half strong and never to be weak minded. So she always puts me, don't don't focus on one thing, focus on everything. Her, her name is Shantae McKinley. Y'all can follow her at Miss Shantae. But, yeah, she always puts me. So I've never been a person to get stuck. I always push past 
the haters and the doubters and you 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 do before people be judging you, trying to hold you back. I'm going through that right now. I'm not gonna speak on it, but she always told me just keep doing you, always be you. Cause people like you, like y'all go give me the opportunity and chance. And I know a lot of people have been shouting me out and all that talk about thanks, TJ. I'll have some people hit me in the DMs like thanks, TJ. Um, put me in the group. You know, I'm getting sponsorship now. They don't want me saying no names, of course, but no, obviously, I, I'm absolutely. only 20, and these like, how old are you? I'm 33. I'm only 20, and me, be, I'm a 20 native black kid. These are like grown dudes, like 34 years old. Like, I was, I wouldn't even thought of that. Like, you need to some of them. I got some people hit me up about business right now as we talk and talk about. Uh, they want to help me with my business. Uh, what's what's it called? Internships and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like kind. Of, I don't get missing blocks. I just take it all in and I try to thrive, even though I have those in my way. But I have I have more people helping me than going against me, which I like. Like you, you're you're helping me than going against me. So well, well here. I mean, the the thing is with 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 this whole situation is. Uh, I've had, I, I haven't necessarily had people shit talk me, uh, or talk bad about me on social media, especially Twitter or anything uh-huh. like that. I've had mostly positive feedback, some negative, you know, no. uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the podcasting, but you also know that I write, uh, for stadium rant and yeah, no. you, you see a lot of the articles I put out, you know, everybody uh-huh. thinks, everybody thinks they got an opinion on sports and they think that they're smarter than the next person. Um, my biggest my biggest situation is, is that people do tear each other down on social media. And the thing is, me, me and you are content creators, but at the same time, my content is completely different from what yours is going to be. You'll talk all sports. I'm mainly football, a little bit of baseball. I'm on some pro wrestling shows. You know, so I do all that, and then I have my non-sports guests – it's just a very oversaturated market with with sports podcasting, and you got to kind of find something that separates you from everybody else. And being is that you're so young, you are a different generation. You're the generation after me. So my generation coming up my, for social media, I had to learn MySpace and Facebook <laughs> and like Instagram, you know. So like now there's TikTok and there's Snapchat and there's all these different social media aspects. You guys live mm-hmm. through social media a lot more. I kind of had to teach myself as I got into my late twenties and my early thirties, but I, I can understand that there's a lot of people that are, you know, probably in your mentions in your DMS and, and all that. But, uh, what do you, what do you take away from them? Like, what is the most positive aspect of the content creation for you personally? What do you take away from it? That is the most positive. Are doing this like podcasts and all that? Anything in terms of social media content? I say I try to stay pop. I try to keep everybody well. Not like I'm controlling, but I, I, I want everybody to build everybody else up. Network. I want everybody to help each other. I don't like when one person or two people act like, "Oh, I, I did all this." Oh, I say I saved y'all and all that. I don't like that. I like it like that's why I created podcast groups. I have more than one, but I wanted. I, I seen all these all these those women too. Y'all was doing podcasts. I'm like, 
don't nobody follow each other. Don't nobody know each other. So I was like, let me put everybody on. Now everybody on each other's podcast. They everybody help each other out. Everybody getting sponsored. That's all I like. It. And me being a business major, I'm gonna have to do that anyway. So this is like me being in training. Let's say that. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good way to think about it, TJ, because you're getting on the job training and you're getting your experience and what you want to do with yourself after college while you're still in college. So it's kind of like you're getting internships by helping people produce, helping people create content and all, and all that stuff. Mm. Um, not to kind of spoil anything for my listeners and potentially your listeners since you're tagged and everything. Um, when do you think your podcast is going to be launched to where you're not just doing guest features and the podcast grouping, which is a, an incredible prospect because when we're in the DMs talking to each other every day and we're giving each other ideas and we're bouncing stuff off each other, we're coming on each other's shows, that is networking at its finest. And you help build one of our groups up to where I think we're 35, 40 deep in that one group you made. Seven. And, uh, okay. So it's even more now. It's, it, it was, you know, I, I see, you know, I'm in a couple of different groups and I know that you created one of them and it was really you know, a good thing. Where do you, where, when do you see yourself launching your podcast? Are you thinking maybe the fall end of the summer? Um, what do you, what are you looking at, man, in terms of the timeline? Do you have anything like mapped out yet? Or are you just kind of going with the flow? I'm going to answer right now. going with the flow. I'm going to let you know in the DMs in the future. No problem. <laughs> you, you know, know earlier. you know, I, I, I know, you know, I told you, you know, I've told you even through messaging and all that, whenever you're ready. You know, to, to, uh, you to launch, you. you know, I'll help you out in any way possible, man. You know, um, I do appreciate you coming on the show, TJ. It's been great talking to you. You you're, too. A, fan, you're a fantastic young man. And uh, you, you did a really good thing with the podcasting group. And uh, before I let you go, man, tell people where they can find you on social media. Um, this is at Mr. TJ Savage. You can find me on Twitter, of course, at Mr. TJ Savage. I'm a business uh, major. My minor is economics. Uh, anybody who want to do business or need an internship, uh, you can shoot me a DM on Twitter. I have a few already. So, yeah, and uh, anybody who want me on, on the guest of the podcast, just hit me up. And follow, well, Matt, and follow Matt Podcast. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, TJ. Have a good night, man. Tell your mom I said hello, and uh, I'll be in contact with you, brother. All right.